Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, it's LA. Welcome back. This is the resurrection season 2019, aka Easter. Uh, I don't tend to use Easter very much, uh, simply at least when I'm referring to it, just because it came Easter, the term Easter comes from and derives from a fertility goddess by the name of Ishtar. And uh, you may have heard that name flying around somewhere. But if somebody says, hey, are you celebrating Easter? I'm not going to snap their heads off. Uh, I just don't use the term myself. So here's the thing. This season, by the way, Passover season, and the Feast of Unleavened Bread... Uh, is uh, extra super special. Even in certain churches, in certain traditions, even more so than Christmas. Why is that? Because, to be honest, pretty much everyone knows Christmas, you know, the birth of Jesus didn't happen December 25th. But, nevertheless, we celebrate the Nativity around that time. However, Greek Orthodox people don't play up Christmas so much and really make a big deal of the resurrection. And if you think about it, that makes a lot of good sense. How many times, how many sermons, just think about it, have you heard on the cross and people say, I'm preaching the cross, I'm I'm going to preach the cross, I'm going to preach the cross. And what they mean is they're preaching the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus and salvation for everyone. Fantastic. Only complication is, is they spend about 40 minutes talking about the death and all the horrible stuff, and then five minutes on the resurrection. Uh, You know, we could split it up 50-50. How about that? But that's usually not how that works. Uh, why is that? Well, it's because you know everyone, you know, preachers specifically tend to think we they need to just browbeat you and make you kind of force you to feel bad. And to be honest, that's really not the total element. Repentance is something you do, and you can and and you should feel remorse and sorry, yes, but that's only a small element. Part of the repentance has a behavioral element to it, and that is you. Uh, you uh, the Hebrew terms teshuvah, and that means you change your mind. You go the other direction. You say, God, you're right. I'm wrong. Uh, I'm. I don't want to do that anymore. And then you stop it. And it's a behavior thing. But 
what we tend to do is is beat the ever-loving pejeebers out of people verbally and put everybody on a huge guilt trip, or try to anyway. And uh, then uh, about five minutes you know, before the end of the sermon, we, we, we may throw in the resurrection there for a second. Or actually, sometimes I've heard sermons that don't even include that. They just go straight from the cross to you to you turning your life over to Jesus. Well, look, <laughs> resurrection, resurrection. Even Paul said, if the resurrection does didn't happen, guess what? He says we're the most miserable people on the planet. Why? Because we could be living it up. Because look, if Jesus didn't resurrect then what you have is a dead Jewish rabbi. Favorite of God, but he's dead. So that, so it's, it, it's essentially, absolutely monumentally important that we emphasize the resurrection. But not just one day a year. And uh, because everyone's, you know, and again, we're in this evangelism thing, but but we major on the bad news instead of majoring on the good news. And it's and and, and the the message tends to be, hey, let's get you into heaven, let's get you into heaven, let's get you into heaven. Heaven's not the destination, and heaven, in in the kingdom of God, from this perspective, can start now. Because there's a process that God helps us become more like Him. Because God doesn't do anything without showing us first. Now, what do I mean by that? God is a demonstrating God. (laughs) The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is a doer. He's a doer. He's an action verb God. He does things. And here's here's what I mean. In the Old Testament, when he talked through prophets and when he talked through Moses, he told the people, I am the God who brought you out of Egypt. And this is what you need to do. Because he's putting his stamp on the fact that I did something. I earned the right to be your God. And that's what he does for us. But nobody kind of talks about that a whole lot. He earned the right by by his sacrifice, but also by his resurrection. We ought to be making a huge resurrection kind of party kind of thing instead of, you know, majoring on the horrors of the death, and then believe me, I don't want to diminish that because you don't want to diminish the gift. But the issue is, is the, the other half of that gift is awesome, and we're really not talking about it. And by we, I mean evangelical Protestant preachers are not really talking about that that much. You know, here's here's a few facts that I think are pretty pretty fantastic. Number one. The fact is, Jesus lived. We have historians. Josephus said he lived. Over there, and, and, and there's uh, there's a book by Josh McDowell. Uh, it's not super known anymore, but it's a really awesome book called He Walked Among Us, 
where McDowell painstakingly goes in and pulls every conceivable uh, historical uh, situ- uh, reference to Jesus you can possibly find. Jesus is a fact. He was here. And it's pretty much, a, uh, you know, the other fact is, is, is that he was crucified by the instigation of the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem through the Romans, okay? And, and it's important that we say the religious Jewish religious leaders. Why is that? Because, because unfortunately, there are Christian groups that still hold the Jewish nation, people, race responsible for Jesus' death all on their own. And it's ridiculous. And, and here's why. Well, first of all, I mean, it was the leaders that started it. And, I, and it'd take ten podcasts to get there, but let's just say it this way. The, the Jewish leaders were pretty much uh, organized crime. They were organized crime. They had Jesus killed for insurrection. For pushing, saying that, hey, I'm a king and therefore I'm better than Caesar. That's basically what they had him killed for. Now the thing is, though, is who killed Jesus? Everybody. <laughs> Jews, Gentiles. He died for everyone's sin. And God killed him. And guess what? Jesus volunteered himself for that death. So, you know, I think to point the fingers at the Jewish people is totally messed up. They weren't even in Israel, most of them, uh, because it was the diaspora right before that, where, where the Jews were everywhere on the planet. Only a, a fraction of the, Jew, the total Jewish population was even in Jerusalem when Jesus died. So, I mean, you know, so it's important to say and qualify who instigated this? Is the Jewish leaders organized crime? Listen, for real. Now, the other thing is, is that he was considered dead. I mean, he had a spear, you know, pushed through him. Uh, you don't do that uh, without uh, flinching. You know, even if you're like, I don't know, you have to be pretty dead. Uh, I'm thinking. Somebody run you through with a spear. I don't care if you're asleep or not. Uh, I think that might wake me up. Uh, even if I had passed Stone Cold out. Uh, in fact, uh, I don't know if they'd bring you out of a coma, but boy. So here's the thing. He was considered dead. And he was buried. The historical records said he was buried in an accessible tomb. Not a hidden tomb. They didn't, you know, secrete him off somewhere. It was, there were Roman guards, there were officials. Everyone knew this is where he's buried. But here's fact number five, and that's what makes this season so awesome, is he was raised. He was raised. Tomb's empty. Now that is the biggest Thing that people just get all sideways over. 
because resurrection, by the way, is different than resuscitation. And I didn't, I, I didn't think that up. Of course, I mean I, that that's literally. Uh, I learned that through another teacher, and I had never thought of it this way. See, Lazarus, when Jesus raised him up, he got sick. And he died again. Uh, in the Old Testament, when people were raised, I mean, Elijah raised somebody, and I think Elijah raised somebody, and Paul in the New Testament raised somebody. Uh, but they all died again. When Jesus was raised, it was resurrection because he will never die again. And it's because of that special moment, that special power, that special thing, he can give that to us. And that, yes, we may go, but when we come back in his, in his power, when he raises us back up, we will never die again, ever. That is, see, that's awesome. Um, that's the crux of the Christian faith. That's the crux of belief in Jesus. That is the heart and the pumping blood of the entire faith is the resurrection. Because again, if you don't have a, the resurrection, then what you have is a dead Jewish rabbi. Famous, powerful, but dead. And the beauty is, he was raised. He was absolutely raised. You see, part of the reason we know that is because the Jewish leaders, well, according to, and, and I look at the, the biblical record as being historically accurate, okay? And people roll their eyes at that. But uh, there's no archaeology that's proved it wrong at this point. It bears... <laughs> it's been under scrutiny for a long time. There's tons of information on that it is correct. The first thing is, of course, the Jewish leaders you know, asked, you know, paid people off. And they were trying to disprove it at the time, okay? So, well, even if you're saying, I, I don't know, I don't believe that necessarily. Well, think about this. The disciples were persecuted for preaching. I mean, heavily persecuted. I don't mean, oh, you know, slap on the wrist, You don't you do that again. No. I mean, tortured, killed. Uh, and even if, um, at some point, uh, they went through that when they started getting killed off. When they got to the last of them, they, you know, one of them might have said, oh, "Okay, okay, okay, <laughs> you know, I don't want to die. Go ahead. Uh, here's the thing." And and say they disproved it, and then produced the body. Anyone at that time could have produced the body if it was a fake. Didn't happen. Tomb was empty. So, in light of this season, let's don't forget about Passover because, see, it's Jesus really that makes Passover so extra special because 
he allows God to pass over everyone who believes. Everyone who believes. Jesus didn't come to do away with any of the Jewish promises. He was a Jew start to finish. And still is. (laughs) The issue is, he is the goal. And he allows everyone to be passed over. Now, now, but you know, I gotta qualify that by saying, uh, you know, by saying this, you know, people, you know, because probably some people thinking, oh, well, yeah, you're telling me I gotta be Jewish now. No, 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 no. Here's what I'm saying: Jesus allows everyone into the covenant that God made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because of His sacrifice. I love the word in Hebrew. Emunah. Emunah is faith. It's faithfulness. And you know what? It it really leads me to the faithfulness, not of me, of God. Faithfulness to us. If, if you believe. So, hold on. Hold on to that. Hold on to that. Keep on keeping on. And I want you to have a fantastic resurrection season. (laughs) But make it every day. Make it every week. And ask your pastor. Hey, pastor, can we hear a little bit more about the resurrection? Not just on one day a year. Because... It's crucial. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. If you would like to support this ministry, then please go to Patreon under L.A. Blackburn. May God bless every effort you make to do His will in His Word.